Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I'm your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine Weil Coker. How are you doing tonight, Catherine? I'm so good. How are you? Doing well. Warm. Warm. Ooh, I blew, I blew yes. the mic out. I was so excited. We Warm. got a hot night. Hot January night. In sunny California. It's like 86 here. It's very weird. You know, we'll take it for today. I mean, you know, with the state of the world, we got to take all the small pleasures we can. And I'll take it. Was nice blue skies, warm day. We'll take it. Yeah, you mentioned the state of the world. This will be coming out inauguration week. So this will be coming out the Tuesday before January 20th. Big changes in America. We got the former president going out. Joe Biden is to be the president of the United States. So for some of you out there, hopefully a lot of you out there, excitement about the new regime coming in, for lack of a better word, a reason to celebrate. Hopefully America has a reason to celebrate and so we can find some ways to get out of the horrors of 2020 into more blue skies of 2021. Let's do it. Let's look upward. But we're Onward. Not, we're not really a political show in that much of a sense. We're here to talk about wine. So two things. Maybe you'll want to drink this wine to celebrate. But some of you out there are doing what is known as dry January, where you have taken the month off from imbibing in wine and other alcoholic beverages. And we want to give you the opportunity to find a non-alcoholic beverage that you can really enjoy. For some of you, you're pregnant, like my wife next to me. So she knows all about this wine. So we're here to talk to you tonight about non-alcoholic wines. Very unusual. Catherine, you can expound more on this. So what are we drinking tonight? I'm excited about this. This is actually good juice here, people. This is Lights. That's the name of the producer. This is the Einzwei Zero Riesling. Alcohol-free. Now, this doesn't have a vintage listed on it, but I know it is all from a single vintage. But let me tell you what it does have. It has an enjoy-by date. <laughs> Which not all wines do. So we got to enjoy this by June 2023. Okay? That's the plan. Think you can do that? Finish this wine in I've the next got it. three years? <laughs> I'll just say this. This is editorializing. I'm sure some of you will be enjoying a beverage on January 20th. I will be enjoying a very large <laughs> beverage at 12.01 p.m. If you're partaking in a dry January, use this wine. Find this wine and make this an opportunity to celebrate uh, what could be some new opportunities on January 20th and beyond. This is also a week nine wine we talked about last week. Exactly. There, Even if you're not doing a dry January, quarantine has made a lot of people start drinking more. And let me just say, I'm not totally against that. I'm a wine shop owner. Like, hey, happy <laughs> to have you as customers. But also, let's keep it regular, people. You know, it's great not to overindulge because then I'll never see you again. So I like to keep it regular. And if you want to have a few nights a week where you take the night off and you still want to enjoy a great beverage with your meal, this is an awesome option. It's just nice to have a couple bottles of this in your house that you can turn to. And I'm really enjoying it during the pregnancy because I love to have a glass of something with my meal. And if I don't have this, I will have a soda or I will have some sparkling water or something. But there are some other great non-alcoholic options that are just fun. I'm a beverage gal, so I've got to have a beverage. And I'm so glad that this is worth drinking. 
We'll get into some more details in a moment, but of course, we need to talk about what's going on in our lives. We need to talk about it. We haven't we talked have to at talk all. About we it. have to go there. No, it's uh, the news of the day, I think, for us is that we're continuing our house search. Also, actually, bury the lead. Oh, my God, you guys. We bought a minivan. We bought a minivan. A Sienna, baby. We bought a Toyota Sienna. We are fully... <laughs> <laughs> fully immersing it ourselves so, in the family life. It is so nice, you guys. I never thought that I would be that person. I just made fun of my parents' minivans for years. But let me tell you, it may not look cute, but it is a luxury to drive because we got a nice, souped-up, premium Sienna. Oh, we got the leather seats. It's got the DVD player, the electronic automatic, every single thing. It is such a luxury. I mean, we don't even need a house now. We've got a Sienna. And we go about these big purchases in different ways. You know, Catherine is okay with kind of being ready to be impulsive with her buying. I, of course, am more OCD. I am kicking the tires on everything. I'm test driving things. I'm, I'm hearing sounds in the car that no one else is hearing. So we're still working out the newness of things. I'm also a person, Catherine makes fun of me so much because we'll buy for my birthday or Christmas, the, I'll buy some clothes and I will wear them like a year later. Or <laughs> it's really insane. I'm like, I wear it four seconds after I bought it. I want to wear it out of the store. And then same, I would buy, I'm like, oh, this car's good. I'll buy it. You know, I just get a feeling I'm ready to go. Yep. So I'm trying to adjust to the fact that we made these two, we have two big box purchases to make in this year or the coming years. One is the family car, which we've done. And now stage two would be- Hopefully you're feeling comfortable. I think I'll I'll learn to love it. (laughs) I think I'll learn to love it. Can I get that sound? There's one sound in the back that's bothering me. Just turn on the music. Yeah. (laughs) And then in part two is us finding a house. So we're, we're fully immersed in trying to find house, uh, ho- find, find house, <laughs> trying to find house. We're, we're in it. We're in it. We're trying going, to find a house in which to live to. in the LA we're area. Find it. Yeah. So we're big into the search. Hopefully I have some updates for you soon, but that's really consuming our life. These big box purchases. So uh, stay tuned for more updates on that, but let's get right into it. Let's talk about a great non-alcoholic wine for, for those who are pregnant those who are enjoying uh, dry January. And also, I thought about this, a great wine just to keep in your house for any guest. I mean, any guest you may know, oh, I don't drink. I'm not a drinker. Exactly. This it's is an opportunity so to have nice that. to have this as an yeah. option. So that person isn't sitting there with their water, you know, jiggling their ice, feeling awkward. Here's a lovely drink they can have. You know, we can talk about a few other non-alcoholic options that we think are great too. But this is all about this tonight. This is the Lights Eins Zwei Zero, Riesling alcohol-free. It's from the Rheingau in Germany. A couple reasons why I love this. One, it's made by Lights. Joseph Lights, Josie, he took over his family's estate in the Rheingau in 1985. He is a wonderful, larger-than-life human. I've met him before, and I've sold his Rieslings, and I've drank his Rieslings for years way before I ever knew that he made non-alcoholic wine. So I already had a bent towards this producer, and you may know or love his Rieslings, the alcoholic ones as well. Very much worth trying. Lots of dry options, some off-dry options as well, but he's a great producer. So even if you don't want to drink non-alcoholic, get his alcoholic stuff. It's awesome. So like I said, he took over his family's estate in the Rheingau in... 
1985. He expanded from 2.6 hectares to 40 hectares, and most of those are Grand Cru sites, so he's got some great fruit that he's working with. Now, the Rheingau is a small little region. It's only like 20 miles east to west that follows the Rhine River, and it's actually north of the Mosul, but it's most of the vineyards are south-facing, so it's warmer. You can get riper. You get some more dry wines in this region. And Lights has a mixture. Some of his wines are aged in cask and under cork. And then a lot of his wines are aged in, fermented and aged in stainless steel and under screw cap. This is stainless steel and screw cap. It's all about freshness. It's all about preserving the flavor that is there. And he's also Fair and Green certified which is a sustainable certification in Germany that focuses on natural viticulture, biodiversity, like a lot of energy towards, you know, thoughtfulness about the environment. So how do you make non-alcoholic wine? I was so curious about this too. So it's kind of like he used this old distillery, basically. Guy was making brandy and then eventually, you know, people weren't buying that in Germany, but people have been drinking non-alcoholic wine in Germany for quite a long time. And the technology with distilling away the alcohol has come so far because alcohol is like fat, right? It's what holds all the flavor. So if you take the alcohol out, if you de-alcoholize the wine, A, it's not wine, and B, you lose your flavor. But what's happened is they've been able to bring the temperature down lower. So it's still preserving not any alcohol, but it's preserving some integrity of the liquid. And with higher levels of sugar, like a Riesling, that will carry on those wine-like flavors and aromas. Riesling is such a specific grape. We've talked about it before. It jumps out of the glass. You know it when you taste it. So it's kind of the perfect thing to be non-alcoholic because it's so strong. It still holds its nose and its flavors. So this is distilled at 82 degrees Fahrenheit, but it's 35 grams per liter of sugar. Now that's pretty high. And you can, as you're tasting it, you'll probably notice like, oh yeah, there's a sweetness here. But it's also got a lot of acidity, which a lot of times when we have to choose a non-alcoholic beverage, it's just loaded up with sugar, but there's no acid. Now, I don't like acid as much now that I'm pregnant as I do normally. I'm normally kind of an acid hound, but I still want something with a lot of balance. And this has it. So we'll do a tasting of this, but hopefully that explains a little bit about what it is. It's... Basically, de-alcoholized wine. So it's not wine. It's grape juice. One thing you mentioned is you distilled a non-alcoholic wine at 82 degrees Fahrenheit. Do you know the number at which normal wine is distilled? It's not. Not distilled at all? No. Liquor is, you know. Of course. But not wine. We're taking this at 9 o'clock, so I'm, I'm like thinking of things I shouldn't be thinking. Mm, it's a good question. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's a lot higher you know, distilling a liquor is a lot higher. A lot higher, yeah. Okay, that was a dad brain <laughs> moment. <laughs> All right, let's taste it. Let's taste this, baby. So we have a very vibrant yellow color, yellow straw, hints of gold. I swirl my glass. It's just sheeting because there's no alcohol in this, baby. There's some sugar, though. It's crystal clear. I don't see anything floating it. It's reflecting tons of light. You put your nose in it and you're like, oh yeah, that's Riesling. Or it's Riesling-like, I guess. I mean, it is Riesling grapes that make this. 
tons of stone fruit, apricot, peach, also tangerine, lime, fresh, bright fruit, citrus, and stone fruit. Other than fruit, I get something kind of herbaceous, fresh herbs like tarragon or chives, maybe some white flowers, and then a slatiness, a real minerality to this. But mostly it's about that just jumping fresh fruit. Okay, let's taste it. Lots of citrus on that palate. Orange and tangerine, a little bit of lime. I don't get as much of the stone fruit. It's more of that sweet and tart, sweet tart thing. Not really much of the herbs at all or any like nuance in terms of minerality. It just tastes like bright, fresh. But I like that it's both sweet and tart at the same time. It's very simple. It's not complex. It doesn't linger on your palate, but it isn't a soda and it doesn't coat my mouth and it isn't lingering or giving a bad taste. And my mouth is watering. There is acid here. So people, it's not wine, but it's delicious. And it beats Martinelli's by a mile. Now, if you were comparing this to his Rieslings with alcohol, there's obviously way more complexity with those. But that's a different night. That's a different story. Now, he also does have a sparkling rosé that's fabulous as well. What say you over there? I like the wine. I think it's nice. If you were like not into drinking wine that particular night and wanted to have a non-alcoholic wine, and there was, you know, you weren't doing a dry January or you weren't pregnant, I think this would be a perfectly fun thing to drink on a Monday or Tuesday night where you weren't drinking wine. And you're making yourself a nice dinner yeah. where you feel like you want to have something with it that isn't just, you know, a glass of water. This you is fun. You know where I would drink this? is like if you're in the creative world or you have some work to do later that night, like you have dinner, but you still know you have work to do later, this is where I would probably utilize this wine because I would like to enjoy the wine with a nice meal, but I know I have to sort of not fall asleep in a couple hours, that's where this wine would come into play. That's what I'm saying. Also, if you want to get in the habit of reading in bed before you fall asleep at night and you you know, you know, don't want to fall asleep one paragraph in, have this. Yeah. You can really, you know, you can read a bunch of your book. Well, we talked about food. Pairing thoughts? Oh, gosh. Well, anything with Riesling. But I was sort of thinking something wintry like a veggie pot pie with this or, you know, a winter roast with roasted winter vegetables and mashed potatoes. Those are the things I'm craving right now. But it's great with fish, with fresh fish, with fresh herbs. We had it tonight with, well, I had it tonight with chicken thighs and roasted turnips and Brussels sprouts. It was perfect. It's really versatile. And where can you get this wine or a wine similar to this or non-alcoholic wine that may not be Martinelli's, which I know you can get at most uh, supermarkets? Thoughts on where you can grab a wine like this? No, you can get it from a great, a good wine store. I saw Laura Manick, who is a master sommelier. I believe she was the youngest female to pass the quartermaster sommelier master som exam. She is a lovely woman, and she started a wine bar in New York called Cork Buzz. And now they have a couple locations, but she's pregnant. And she posted about the sparkling rosé a day or two ago and says she has it in stock. So if you're near Cork Buzz, you can go get that there. You can get it at Esther's. We do ship. And then you just have to look around. Let me tell you, you know, there is a lot of horrible, horrible non-alcoholic wine out there. So I would say beware. DM us at the long finish on Instagram. We'd happy to, we'll be happy to look for places where this wine might yeah, be. Yeah, we'll uh, help you. Wherever you live. So take a look at this wine for 
as we said before, if someone you know is pregnant, you have a guest coming over for dinner that may not imbibe. When guests are allowed back at people's houses, of course, or you're going through a dry January, for whatever the reason. It's a great any night wine, weeknight wine. We talked about weeknight wines last week. This is also weeknight wines. So Absolutely. And I know point. I know other people in the wine business who will just keep a case of this at their house because they love wine and wine culture so much, like we do, but they don't want to drink alcohol every night. So they just have it. I think that's such a great idea. Now, you work in the wine space, Catherine. You work in the wine world, but you also have been pregnant now three times. So I'm sure people would want to know what's your experience been like being pregnant while also working in the alcoholic beverage world? Well, I would say my first pregnancy, there was more, I was more timid. There was more anxiety around it. Sort of what would people think and how would they react if I'm recommending something or approach their table? And also, what would distributors think when I'm tasting wine? But I will taste wine and spit, which I've done. I do whether I'm pregnant or not. The biggest change just for me personally is that my taste really changes when I'm pregnant. And at least after the first time, I was like, oh, thank God my taste comes back, you know. So I know it's not a forever thing, but we are so beholden to our tastes and we feel that we own them and that's our identity. So that for me, it is my identity, it is my job. So when that changes, it is just kind of scary to think, oh my gosh, wait, now I like these big Napa Reds and I want to drink sweet Moscato and I, I don't like high acid anything, can't appreciate burgundy. This is, oh my gosh. So I end up tasting intellectually. You know, it's made me a better taster, I believe. And it's also helped me learn to trust who to listen to. So for years, would taste with a lot of other people. All the sums in the Rustic Canyon group with distributors. Some of those are good friends. Some of them just colleagues I've known a long time. People you know for a long time understand you know your taste. They could say, you know what, this is right up your alley. You would like this that's helpful. You've been a huge help to me as well because you do have such an understanding of what I like, what we like. And when you taste something, you don't always have the full language, but you can go, okay, hey, this is worth looking at. This is worth tasting. I'm telling you, this is special. Yeah. And that's that's what I need because I don't have the special radar on. Yeah, well, thanks. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have it. It's just not tasty to me. I don't have the language, but I'm one grunt for no, and two grunts <laughs> for yes. Try it. Is that right? You have great taste. You might be less <laughs> articulate, but you have great taste. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, can you give an example? Uh, you like you, you mentioned the wine changes. For maybe there's some people out there who are in the wine world or aspiring to get into the wine world that are also pregnant or or want to be moms in the future. Can you elaborate on how? long that took for you to come back to it? Like, can you give a timeline of what the changes look like? I think your taste changes very shortly after you learn that you're pregnant, but also most things are repulsive to you in the at least they were repulsive to me in the first trimester. You don't have to warn me not to drink wine. I have zero interest in any of it. Um That's, that's real. Like, you did not want to touch wine. Oh, dude, when you were pregnant. Horrible. Horrible. And I'm not interested in it now. I'll do it 
because it's my job, but I'm not interested in it. But I swear, I mean, probably two hours after the baby's born, you're like, all right, where's the champagne? I'm ready. Let's go. But no, I remember being home the first week and being like, oh, I'm so looking forward to having a glass of wine or half glass of wine with my dinner. Because really, you know, you just have zero tolerance after nine months of not drinking. You can only really tolerate half glass. And you're nursing. I mean, at least I was, you know, there's a lot of factors, but it comes back really quick. I do think I developed a broader appreciation for other tastes in wine. For example, before being pregnant, I did not like Grenache. I just didn't like it. I could smell it from a mile away. Of course, I would buy it if I had to, but I really didn't care for it. And during that first pregnancy, I don't know what it was, but that macerated strawberry smell to me that had turned me off for years, I just liked it. I liked putting my nose in a glass of Grenache. Even if I wasn't drinking, I was like, hmm. And that stayed with me. I came away with an appreciation and love for that grape variety, which I think that's pretty cool. I was waiting for that Grenache story to come out because I, I think that's so funny. So It happened. Yep. And maybe that's what our third kid will be named. In honor of this process, we'll call him Grenache Coker. That's not bad. Nashi. Oh, I don't, I don't <laughs> think, no. That's so bad. No. All right, well, the Gren- names continue. Gr- Granny's better. Granny. I have no <laughs> idea what this kid's name is going to be, so. No idea. We'll figure it out as we get to it while we're enjoying some wine, some non-alcoholic lights wine, and maybe something else on the side for me. Um, you can get the alcoholic version for sure. He's. You know, I will say this. He he also visited Esther's pretty early on in the in the opening of the shop. So that was uh, that's always a pleasure to have great winemakers, great producers come and stop by Esther's. So anything else you want to talk about as far as your relationship to pregnancy and wine? Or are you good? Well, I will just make a plug for two other things Please that do. I enjoy drinking while pregnant. My non-alcoholic beer of choice is Erdinger, and I would make also a plug for the non-alcoholic. I don't know, herbal... The the base for like a mocktail. I don't know what you would call it. Yeah. It's called Seedlip. Probably a lot of you have heard of it, but you can make non-alcoholics with this Seedlip. And they can be pretty great. Really fun, more nuanced than just like a juice drink, again, because there's lots of herbs and botanicals used. I like that too. And I will say before the pandemic hit, in the guise of you talking about there's a movement towards lower alcohol wines and stuff. You and I were paying more attention. This was what this was not even while you were pregnant. This was last year pre-pandemic. You and I were really focusing on like lower ABV cocktails. There are restaurants around town in LA that were have specific menus to non-alcoholic cocktails or very low ABV mocktails or even um, like maybe vermouth-based drinks or whatever. So you see that thing actually taking place, this movement of lower alcohol ABV cocktails. So this is just a part of that. And I think it's like really, really good mixologists will make an excellent mocktail. So for whenever we return to restaurants, hopefully soon, we'll have an update for that maybe in the coming weeks on um, where we are with Esther's. But now let's get to the last portion of the evening, which is what has been inspiring us this week Catherine, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Oh, Mine's great. pretty easy. Yeah. Just finished City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love. That's her famous one. But this one is just fabulous. 
sent to me by my Aunt Amy and currently being read by my mother and my Aunt Nancy. We're all into it. You want something fun to whisk you away. Go back to 1940s New York and theater. This is it. So fun. I just devoured this book. Give it a read. And for me, as I said earlier in the episode, we're not really a political show, even though some politics does filter in here. And I'm going to just say that amidst all the chaos that happened at the Capitol over a week and a half ago now, almost two weeks, I think we didn't pay enough attention to what happened in Georgia. And I just want to say I'm inspired by Stacey Abrams and her ability to focus in on the state of Georgia and bring it to Democratic senators to the Senate and flip the Senate. I mean, I've been reading about her a bunch, reading about her journey in politics. And one of the quotes she has is, I've learned that failure is not permanent. My responsibility is to not let failure dissuade me from my core obligations. Sometimes we pursue a challenge thinking it's about our victory, but we don't know the true purpose until later. And I think that's just inspiring in, in whatever you do. That's awesome. Right? I think like I need to hear that just for it becomes selfish because I try to use that through my own lens, but I need to hear this. And I know she, you know, tried to run for governor and it didn't work out for whatever reason, but she focused it and harnessed her powers into creating something for the greater good, I believe, of uh, the United States. And I think wherever you stand in the political landscape, I think you got to be inspired by people who go out and make things happen. And I think Stacey Abrams is huge huge inspiration to me and so many people out there she's a force she is a force force. just beyond inspiring and i just like the idea of looking at people who say i had a setback and how am i going to bounce back from that i think that means a lot to me personally and most people see that see someone sort of have a setback and rise from the ashes and become greater than they were before And i hope that for all of us so, you know, whoever's listening, I hope it for you, I hope it for me, I hope it for Catherine, I hope it for everyone out there. So big shout out to Stacey Abrams. I want to make sure that she continues to get her shine into 2021. So she's got a lot of greatness ahead. I am sure of it. All right. That's it. That's it for episode 54. 54 of the long finishes in the books. Thanks to everyone for listening to the show. We need more reviews, ratings, and subscriptions on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're feeling like you got a few minutes just to put in a little review and a rating. We would love to see it. We'd love to get up to 100 reviews in the near future. Thank you in advance. Catherine, where can they find you in the long finish on social media? You can find me at Catherine Wild Coker on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find the long finish at the long finish on Instagram and Facebook. You can find the long finish on Twitter at TLF Pod. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tug Coker. Got more episodes coming up, more originals the rest of January. So stay tuned for that. Thank you as always for listening to the show. Have a great inauguration week if you're in the United States. Until then, have a great week. Be safe, be smart, wear a mask, practice social distancing, and happy drinking. Ciao.